The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Back to another episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy Poobell. <laughs> Got my man Aunt Penny Murphy in the building. <laughs> man, it sounds like a quiet storm, DJ. <clears throat> What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Yep, yep. Uh, I want to say I survived a night in Montgomery. I was not uh <laughs> You already going now, huh? Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> It was a fight night last night, more than one way. I guess. Yeah, man. Say. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I was watching um, the UFC fight card and uh, the Nate Diaz, um, John Paul. I mean, Jake Paul. The man called him John Paul. Jake Paul was watching that uh, fight card. Uh, I could have had live action, man. I could have literally watched the SummerSlam. Uh, Montgomery invitation. New uh, pity, man. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, New it was uh I'll tell you what, I tell you what, <laughs> I bet you, uh if somebody say, uh, I bet you keep your hands to yourself. Uh I'm gonna be quiet. I'm just gonna I'm gonna, say leave, that. I'm gonna leave that for you, Alabamians. Hey, uh I do I do wanna say uh when I watched the replay, um uh, Old buddy, when he got hit the first time, it was like a bat signal. He took that hat off. And he yeah. threw it in the air. Everybody was like, whoop. All I want to say is this. All I'm going to say about the whole situation. Fighting takes a lot of energy. It does. Swimming might be the most strenuous activity that you hey. could do. Hey. I do not want to mess with nobody who swims to a fight. I'm not messing with that man. Mm. That's that's all I'm saying about this whole video situation, the whole incident. That's a bad man right there. It is. It is. Um, I don't know, man. It was it was wild. I did not. I wouldn't. I didn't see it happening. I didn't see it. Foresee it. You know that being yeah. yeah. Um, that's Aquaman, bro. Yeah. As, as, as our man D Law said, somebody said he was Aquaman for sure. Jay for White. Real. The three three four. He yeah, exactly. Uh, F A F O. If, if if you know, you know. 
Yeah. Um, what's up, Kenny Mac? Kenny Mac in the building. Join us. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That boy swam across a river. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is the uh, Alabama River at, at that, too. So, yeah. Because I was just, it's funny. I was just telling Dylan, I said, hey, uh, <laughs> I was saying, you know, I said, Dylan, uh, you know, we got the Tennessee River. That's the Alabama River. He was like, what? There's an Alabama River, a Tennessee What's River, it? a Mississippi River. See, ain't no Louisiana River. No. But uh, <laughs> I just want to so Yeah, I must have been so good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Brumfield said, Brumfield said he ain't messing with no triathlon. Hey, that's a new sport though, right there, bro. You uh, gotta, I tell you, you gotta, what, you got to swim and then you got to box around. You you know they got chess boxing, right? Mm-hmm. You heard of this? Yes, yes. All right, so we, you could do like like swim boxing, where you gotta <laughs> swim, you know, whatever, have a long, hop out, go around, go swim again, hop out, go. I want to. I I pay to watch that. Uh, he said that's the uh, he ain't messing with no triathlon. Uh. I don't know. That's that's a try me a thon. <laughs> and uh yeah, he, he definitely he definitely won that. Uh as they say, try Jesus, don't try me. Oh man. But man, we got a good one in store tonight, man. Uh speaking of you know, speaking of Faithful, the Pac 12, Faithful. <laughs> Pac 12. Uh I was gonna say, um, at least somebody showed some fight. Uh, I woke up to the women's, the women's oh, uh, first. soccer. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, let, let listen, man. Let's let's go ahead and talk to our our our, our, our sponsors, man. Give a shout out to our sponsors. Y'all know what it is. Bet online, betonline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, I do want to say, you know, saying shout out to everybody. Uh, Edwin, Edwin Moore popped up. Said, "What's up?" Was um, good, yeah, senior nanny. Yeah, who that? Yeah, we I'm got, a, we got, we I definitely got to talk some who that. Uh, oh lord, John, Horse, John Horseman to get put up out of here. I ain't gonna nah, let him, let him stay. Let him stay. Nah, I ain't gonna put him out here. I'm just saying, I ain't gonna read that though. I mean, no, no, we ain't gotta say it, but we, it is what it is. Yeah, everybody's but, uh, welcome here. But I do want to say, uh, as always, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, you can be anywhere in the world, chill with us. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, like, share, 
P.S. Them super chats, they are open. You want to go and get that this conversation out? Yeah, the way. Let's, let's go and get it out the way, man. Um, the man, I say this up. about the women's national team. Go ahead, go ahead. We shouldn't be surprised based off the way what we like today's performance should not be a surprise based off what we saw in pool play. I agree, completely agree. At no point in pool play had did they put a complete game together ever. I mean, they they missed plenty of scoring opportunities in every game. They weren't able to capitalize. They looked out of touch. They looked like they weren't on the same page at times. Communication lacked. I mean, it just they got talent, but it just didn't look like they were a complete team. And so, I mean, tonight, today's whatever this morning's. Last night, however you want to classify that game, it was just a culmination of what we saw all tournament long so far. Yeah. Um, I, I put down in my notes uh, about this. Um, they lost on penalty kicks last night, but this game, um, they struggled to score. And as you say, three matches. Um, they they scored to tie against um, I forget who it was they were playing to to tie that one one. Uh, um, that was um, I want to say Canada, but that one that can't no, be right. um, They tied like everybody. Yeah, it was so they they beat Vietnam like four three nothing they tied against um, Netherlands. The Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, that's yeah. It. They tied against the Netherlands. Um, then they had the the uh they and had they to either win or, or tie to and advance they and they tied against with no goal scored. Mm-hmm. Then they went through this game, no goal scored. Yeah. Um then it came down to penalty kicks and uh Megan uh Megan Rapino, um <laughs> she missed the kick. Bad. Yeah, and, and so uh so Smith missed the kick. I mean, there was a few miss. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to put it on one person. No, at all. no, listen. Yeah, but um, it just seems like this team, as you said, they couldn't get it together. Um, after the the last World Cup, uh, the Olympics, um, the uh, Concaf, uh, go. It, it was like they they had all this momentum and they couldn't find it. It's like. Because who 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 retired? I was Lloyd, Carly Lloyd, um, yeah, and uh, somebody else. And it's like they could not get it together at all. And um, also with this, uh, I don't know if it, if this was because of just frustration or just like, hey, you know what, this was already planned. But Julie Ertz, she retired. Yeah, I think that was planned. Yeah. So I think that was planned. But I will say um this team is kind of in that transition stage. You got the the Rapinos, you got the the Ertz, you got those older vets who've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you got these young up and comers, Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, you know, that 18 to 22 year old crowd. And so I think that you kind of were in the influence of, I mean, influx of, of do you kind of go with the older guy 
gals, I should say, who have been there before and who have won multiple World Cups, or do you kind of get the younger, more talented at this stage of their career, faster, quicker players in there? And I think there was kind of a too much of a power struggle between the two. And internally, not necessarily. I know what you mean, yeah. Intentionally, but you know what I mean? Like, as players, do you listen to the older people and kind of go their way, or do you kind of, you know, step up yourself and kind of try to take on that leadership and kind of do more? Like, it's just, I feel like there wasn't a true identity of this team. Yeah. Um, so, all right. This is gonna, you're going to think I'm playing when I say this. Or you're going to think it's fun. I, you know, I recently watched Ted Lasso. You know what I'm saying? Ben's watched. And I actually, I understood soccer to a certain extent, but watching that kind of, even though it was a drama, made you think more about the logistics with personnel and stuff behind it. Um, as you say, when you've got a older player who's a, a legend in her own right in, in Megan Rapino, and she's coming off the bench, um, mm-hmm. you've got a rising star in Sophia Smith, um, Alex Morgan is still there, um, yeah, but, but she's, she's not really transitioning the, out. Yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you got, like you said, that dynamic like that, um, it really makes you – it can be a strain on a team, a team that is, you know what I'm saying, that has the talent to do it all. Um, but like you said, going through that transition, that that hurts. And 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 Paul's uh, brings up a good point. They would have got killed by Japan in the next round, playing like they've been playing. Yeah, let me let me ask this though. Are are we put are we expecting them to win the World Cup because the last two times we won the World Cup? I think I uh, I was thinking they would be very competitive, uh, just simply. But like you said, the last few times we've seen them, um, how dominant they've been. Yeah, uh, how many times has the U.S. won the World Cup? Women's World Cup? What three, four, maybe? Four. We won one in ninety one, mm-hmm. one in ninety nine, and then from ninety nine to twenty fifteen, we didn't win one. I remember in twenty eleven, I remember that when I was in Iraq when they was. I mean, uh, that's when we lost to Japan. But I mean, yeah. now we we've been close, but I feel like people take for granted how hard it is to win a World Cup. Yeah, you know what I mean, I and and so. And this team isn't as talented as the 2015 or the 2019 team as far as when you take into effect the teamwork, the chemistry, and the cohesiveness of the team. They're not as good of an overall team. They might be more talented than some of them, but they're not as good overall because right. they, because of the disconnect. So, I mean, I think you, people are kind of expected a little too much out of this team. But yeah. I'm interested to see how they'll be moving forward with some of these older vets leaving. That was my next, uh, what you call it, the bounce back. Uh, because we go through these, and it's always that bounce back that that means, you know, when you see that. Um, and, and it's usually, you know saying, I know the women's team usually uh, does it. Um, but we've seen it with, uh, with our national teams, like with the Redeem team. Mm-hmm. So it's that, that bounce back. Uh, they have uh, point to prove. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, we talk soccer, but speaking of national teams, men's basketball, USA uh, men's basketball team. I'm not worried about it to the Olympics. Because you know I'm talking about that clip 
with them. I don't, like, I don't care. I mean, honestly, bro. Terrible. What does this matter? They already have the they already have the Olympic spot sold up. And when it's Olympic time, players that aren't on the team right now will be playing in the Olympics. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. you'll have the, the Donovan Mitchells, you know what I mean, the Jason Tatums, you'll have all of those players on the team at that time. Right. The team you have right now is not the team that's gonna be jumping off uh, tipping off in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it, honestly. Honestly, this is just a chance for, for people like Brandon Ingram and and Edwards and people like that to go out and, and you know and get a chance to get them some more burn and kind of make a name for themselves. Yeah. Jason no. Brunfield says, Sigh, that team needs Ja and Zion. Neither one of them need to be playing because neither one of them probably could stay healthy enough. Buns and guns. Oh man. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I ain't gonna say not healthy, but uh, I don't know if they gonna have enough teams. Let's talk about the Pac-12. Oh yeah, they they did they did. They, they. <laughs> the Pac-12 is on the endangered species list. Um, the uh <laughs> the uh we knew we've known for a while. UCLA, USC were talking about going to the Big Ten. When it first came out, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought that was, um, I thought that was kind of a, a power play to try to possibly get some kind of deal or something. Mm-hmm. Or now, uh, Oregon and Washington will be mm-hmm. joining them in the Big Ten. Um, Colorado and who was it? Uh, the Arizona schools in Arizona. Utah. Yeah. Uh, they'll be going to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I knew I knew this was gonna happen whenever media days happened, mm-hmm. and the Pac twelve didn't have a TV deal. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, whenever these schools have other conferences who are looking, or you know who are f- maybe not. Maybe not publicly looking to expand, but you know those conversations are being had, and you can look and see how much money that those their institutions are getting with their TV deals, and you still don't have a TV deal yet. And then the one that was presented to you was a streaming only deal, to where mm-hmm. it's not going to be in every household anyway. Nah, that's not going to fly. So this, I kind of agree with 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 Jason Brunfield. The Pac-12 has been poorly ran. For a long time for their former commissioner. And I think mm-hmm. that these teams have been kind of looking for an exit strategy. And this just gave them a reason. And so now they're going where they want to go. He said, what y'all wearing to the Pac-12 funeral? <laughs> yep. That's funny. Also uh, spot on. Yeah. Uh, arrogant leadership and keeping Larry Scott too long were the Pac's undoing. Still, 8-4-23 will go down as an infamous day in college sports. Yep. So, so we know some of the big boy names are gone. What are some potential teams that can come in and and when I say this, I'm say this lightly. Save Stop the conference. And when I say, listen, hear me out. It's dead. When I say save the conference. Meaning it's at dead. least keep the name. It's dead. You think so? It's dead. Who you gonna go get? All I'm right. gonna ask you. Who you gonna go get? So two two schools. I I would think to bring in um, Fresno State. 
Uh, actually, I could think of at least three: Fresno State, San Diego State, Boise State. So then, None. so then you're the Mountain West. Again, you're at least you're at least saving the name. Why, if you if you're those three schools, why leave the Mountain West? At this point, why leave the Mountain West for the Pac-12? What does the Pac-12 have that the Mountain West doesn't have? The quote-unquote Power Five status. It's not even a Power Five. The NCAA is already looking to strip them of their A Five status. Mm. So then they wouldn't even be considered a Power Five school anymore. I mean, pro, you know, conference anymore. Right. So I mean, the only thing they can do is merge with the Mountain West, and then you're probably looking at something like the Pacific West Conference. Or you know what I'm saying, or the Mountain Pacific Conference, or something along them kind of lines. Ain't which, no way. Which are, which are both redundant. I mean, true, but I mean, <laughs> either way, you got you got to keep the you know keep both conferences happy somehow. You're right. But absolutely right. Jason Brunfield said there's more money than the Mountain West. How do you know that? What's the TV deal for the Pac-12? That's true. No especially TV considering, deal. especially considering you have four schools right now: Stanford, Cal. Washington State, Oregon State. That's not drawing you any money from a TV deal. Mm. So where where does money coming from? Mm. Those, those schools might have more money than the Mountain West schools, but that's that doesn't mean anything. That's not helping the Mountain West schools. Yeah. Um, Matt, this is the Big Ten now the strongest conference. I mean, on paper maybe, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm just I'm simply saying top to bottom as far as name recognition. Yeah, as far as brands, yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're more diverse as far as they got schools from coast to coast. They got a school in L.A. and a school in New York. I mean, that's logistically going to be. I mean, yeah, it sucks for Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? Um, because Rutgers already had a, you know a long trips to Wisconsin and some of them schools. Mm-hmm. It's even further now when you got it. It's actually somebody said this the other day. It's like thirty minutes shorter of a flight for Rutgers to go to was it Oregon than it is for them to fly to England or something like that. Wow. Yeah, like that's how ridiculous their travel is going to be for some of them games, yeah. but. It doesn't really suck for football as much as it does for the other sports where you're traveling multiple times a week. But back to the question. On paper, I mean, look at the brands they got. UCLA, USC, Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, Michigan State. They got a lot of brands. Mm -hmm. But, but, but if you're talking about football and on the field, It'll f- stay SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially if the SEC adds Florida State and Clemson. Because then they have every last national champion except for Ohio State. Ohio State since what, 05? When Vince Young won it? So 14. I mean, or 14, who won it? Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. Other than oh, Ohio other State, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from 05, they have every national champion in their conference. And yeah. Texas would be actually in it. So then you got to go back to the year before when USC won it. Yeah. Oh, USC didn't win it. In 04, yes, they did. Oh, yeah, 04. My bad. I'm tripping. My math was off a little bit. Um, 
You mentioned Clemson and Florida State. Is the ACC potentially in trouble now? Because it's mm-hmm. been rumored. Florida State's just about as good as gone. They just they just waiting to pay their fee. Yeah. Um, um, or coming up with the money for their fee. Because um, I was thinking, ACC, you know, we're talking about this. One, one school that hasn't mentioned it makes sense for them to go to the ACC, Notre Dame. Notre Dame ain't going nowhere till they have to. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna get to a point where they're, they're gonna end up in the to. Big Ten. You think so? Yeah, because the ACC about to get poached, mm-hmm. and they, you know what I mean, like. So, if Florida State, I know the the Big Ten was trying to get Florida State, but I think they pretty yeah. much full. Yes, Miss Bada just asked where where they going. Um, It'll be Florida State and Clemson going to the SEC. And then you probably would see the SEC would probably add four if they add any more. Mm-hmm. So my opinion, it would be them two, North Carolina, yeah, Miami. Um, I'll explain that, and maybe Louisville. Um, the reason I'd add Ooh. North Carolina is because that would be the only state. Well, and if you could, if you include Virginia in the South. Then it would be I, Virginia, but not, I'm not getting into that right now. I'm finna, I'm finna like, answer that. I'm gonna talk to. I'm gonna say that. But Go, but yeah, North Carolina is the only state in the South that you're technically not in. So right now, as a conference, you're in Kentucky, Tennessee, yeah. you know, all the way down, but you're not in Virginia. So or North Carolina right now. So I, I know this 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 might be a because this was a topic on HBCU nightly when they were talking about the South and they mentioned Virginia. Um. I'll say Virginia is the South, but it's the South geographically. It's not, it's not the dirty South. It's just, just like people talk about Texas. Texas is the South geographically, but culture-wise, yeah. they're not, it's the, not the dirty South. south neither, it's though. not the same. And, and there's no disrespect. Texas has its own unique culture. And so, you know, so it's like when you talk, even because if you want to think about it, when you look at rap, rap kind of tells yeah. a little bit you know what I'm saying you got you know what I'm saying it's regional it's region, regional t- you know what I'm saying yeah. uh uh virginia so got it i own. get this on oh, my bad no i'm just Go saying ahead. you know i'm just saying virginia got his own sound and then like when you say the south i mean within the south you got pockets of you know yeah. some people got their own which but it's like when you say you know something like dirty south it's yeah. always that's what i say it's like well atl is a transient city adrian so most of the people in atl aren't actually from the south they moved to the south, but um, but like Virginia is geographically in the south, but it's not like culturally in the south. Right. Um, but yeah, I think Georgia Tech makes sense too in every sport except football, because mm-hmm. you get that you get the natural rivalries. Plus, they were a, they were a founding member, so I think That's that true. makes sense. That's but. True. Georgia Tech, Louisville, then you get the, the <laughs> yeah, right, right, Southish. There you go. But uh, Georgia Tech and Louisville kind of makes sense due to the like the natural rivalries they'd have in the conference already with Kentucky and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just feel like North Carolina offers so much as an athletic program from basketball to baseball, football, you know what I mean? Women's sports, they're good. So it's like, 
if you're looking for best programs and you're looking at expanding to different markets, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, man. Let's take a brief, brief break. I uh, hear a word from our sponsors. And we are back. Um, let me ask this question. Talk about all these moving these super conferences, or however you want to look at it. Um, you got to look at group of five. Well, it's going to be group of whatever now. Um, <laughs> which conference, I guess you could say best of the rest, which conference stands out to you? Sunbelt. I think that's the best G5 conference. I, I can agree with that. I, I Something I found out through recruiting. Sunbelt actually is like, um, it has a lot of SEC ties. From mm-hmm. referees to scheduling to TV deals, um, the Sun Belt piggybacks off the SEC. They do a lot of uh, non-conference games together. If you look at the schedules, yes. too. Yes. Um, let me ask you this. I, well, I say that I don't think the best uh, group of five team is in the Sun Belt, right? I mean, right now though. Who do you think it is? I think right now, just just from last year, I think next year's best group of five team is going to be Tulane. Cause think about everybody else. They lost a lot, my boy. They lost a lot, my boy. They lost a lot, my boy. I know they got Pratt back. They got and Pratt. they got Willie Fritz back. That's Willie true. Fritz. They got. Um, they lost Tajay Spears. They did. They lost Dorian Williams, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. They lost two defensive linemen to the draft. That wide receiver core still. That wide receiver core is still there. Um, most of the running backs are still there. Um, but the running back is gone. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I, right now, but the way I look at it, they have the easiest path. One of the easiest paths. They have the easiest conference. Their non-conference schedule uh, is then. I mean, they got Ole Miss week one. Hmm. So I mean, I still they they might be one of the one of them. I think uh, I think UTSA with that quarterback um, that they got is still going to be one of the better non uh, G five schools, especially in their conference. Yeah. Um. App State is always good, but I think they're losing their quarterback. Um, Coastal Carolina has their quarterback back, but they lost their head coach. Um, ULL, we'll see what they're like. They're always formidable. Um, speaking of Boise State, their their quarterback transferred to Tech, Louisiana Tech. So, I mean, that gives them probably easily the best quarterback in the – Liberty in, lost their head coach. Yeah, but they got Jamie Chadwell, who from but they lost their quarterback also. Mm-hmm. So then it's too many question marks on the G five level for me right now to definitively say who the best team is. Yeah, I'm not mad at your two lane pick, mm-hmm. but right now, if you ask me, well, I guess UCF technically ain't no so they're, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the, yeah, that's you see yeah. what I'm saying. Now UCF is gone. Memphis is 
No, not Memphis. No, Memphis there. still there. Houston is gone. Houston's um, gone. Cincinnati gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might, I might go with with uh, UTSA. Okay, okay. I tell you what, though. Ask me about twenty twenty four. <laughs> oh, I didn't know who you're gonna say. Oh I didn't man, know who you're gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> biased in the mud. Yeah, I'm very biased on that one. Uh, can't even deny it. Uh, hey, I do want to say, uh, since we have her in the building, I know this is not HBCU hour. Uh, Miss Body, we got Miss Body on here. I do want to say, Miss Body, it was, and I told you, in in, in it was an absolute pleasure talking with with Andrew. It really was, man. He was like, he was just so like so chill when he came over there. So it was good, good having him over though, having that conversation with him. But uh, let's talk NFL. Go ahead. You got you got some? Nah, I'll save it. Go ahead. Okay. NFL. Let's talk to Saints a little bit. Alvin Kamara. We finally got an answer, and is uh something we we actually uh we said we talked about. You you I think what you say four games. I said four, but I thought he would like. I th- I said three or four, but I said four really. But yeah, yeah. So, oh, no, or was it six appeal to four, something like that? That was originally, but then okay. after he played, I mean, after he did his plea, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. there's no kind then I said four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three or four games, yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, I still think the Saints have set themselves up nicely with the, with the running yeah, back they situation. They healthy, damn. Yes. Just with the running back situation, not with the – I mean, they, had, they lost the running back today. Well, yesterday, you know, Benjamin towards uh towards Achilles, he on IR. He yeah. Mm. So I mean, if you like the Saints got such a they they got a grocery list of injured players right now, bro. It doesn't make any sense how they had like fifteen players hurt in eleven days a camp. But it's some big it's some big names on that list, bro. I mean I, obviously obviously we Trey Turner, we talked we finna talk right. about him getting hurt, but uh, the first round pick, Brian Brissy, Traquan Smith, Shahid, Endo Benjamin, the Trey rookie, Kong. Kendra Miller, um, Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor, Demario Jeez. Davis. Yeah, Demario Davis. Yeah. Uh, Andrews Pete. I mean, that's 15 players in 11 days of practice, bro. Like, I mean, that's. Some of them names are repeat offenders on them. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it's it, let me, it, let me. at this point of it don't really matter when yeah. you're just looking at how good your season is gonna go. Um, and that's why when you look at Kendra being on that list, you know, Benjamin being on that list, Jamal Williams is really all you got for the first three games if Kendra can't come back healthy. I mean, I'm I'm not saying he can't, but you kind of thin at running back right now for at least the first three games. Let me ask, um, do we uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to be fair when asking this question. Can we point to the medical staff? Yeah, you got to. I'm sick. Let me frame this. Let me frame no, this. No, you gotta point to the medical staff, dog. Whenever Michael Thomas doesn't trust the medical staff's opinion and and holds off on on getting surgery because he doesn't trust their opinion that he needs surgery. 
that's a that's a red flag to me. When you have, like you just said, multiple repeat offenders, same guys getting injured year in and year out. That might be partly on them, but at the same time, it's on the medical staff for not preventing some of these injuries. So yeah, I mean, this we're talking about the same organization that Delvin Bro played on a broken leg because they misdiagnosed his his fractured tibia for you know half the season. You know what I mean? Like it's the same organization. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some blame on the medical staff. Just the same organization that is owned by the same lady who owns the, the Pelicans, who also have a history of injuries with their star players. Correlation, they got the same medical staff. They've had the same medical staff. Yeah, this, the Pelicans hired a few extra people like Aaron Nelson and kind of you know took away some of the responsibilities from some of the other people, but they all point back to the same medical staff, dog. Mm. Yeah, um, I, and what I was trying to... I was trying to find a way to not necessarily point. I mean, it is it, it is what it is. Um, it really is. Because I'm trying to find a way. It's just like when people were talking about LSU's baseball, the pitching coach that we just left. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, say everywhere he's gone, the pitchers have, you know, say blown their arms. And you're like, ah, you can't really blame that all on him. But then, you know, if he goes to Georgia and it happens again, you you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, uh, you know, the way he's doing things. And- All I'm going to say is it's been too long for it to be a coincidence. We're starting to be in trend territory. If not, we if we haven't already been in trend territory, right? Mm. Um, mentioned Trey Turner. Um, I, I thought, him, man. yeah, I hated for him too. Um, I, with Trey Turner being out, um, does this lead to? I was like, man, this might be Mark Evans, Mark Mark Evans. Then they just signed somebody uh, somebody else as well to brought and brought them in. I, think, I still think you need camp bodies. You, you still, yeah. I you, think you're gonna need good, them. With, I think it's uh, good for Mark Evans though. Maybe right. maybe not making the fifty three, but mm-hmm. definitely give uh helps his chance to making the practice squad. Definitely. You know what I mean? So I th- I mm-hmm. think it's definitely a good sign for Mark Evans. I mean, you you hate to. To talk about somebody's injury like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business, and whenever one person goes down, it opens the door for somebody else. And and so I think that if you're Mark Evans, this maybe not the way you wanted to get the opportunity, but mm-hmm. I think it, you will take the opportunity to kind of make the roster. I also thought his his injury, Trey Turner's injury, reminded me of Dez Bryant. Um, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily the, the type injury, but the the come in, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? A little height. Imagine that. Imagine that. And then, yeah. Is there something? It's, but, but all right. So the Saints medical staff could have possibly saved Foster Moreau's life. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and somebody else, if I'm not mistaken, that they caught something else uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's like, how can you 
not stop routine injuries. You know, normal everyday football stuff, but you out here catching Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I was gonna say technically that I mean it's a, it's a, it's a physical, they do blood work and all that kind of stuff, but does did that stay in house as far as who actually does or does that go to an outside medical facility for that Man, test? They probably and that's the thing, who's doing it? Do you got somebody who just like, yeah, you look in shape, you know, are you actually doing a physical? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But man, I, I hate that. I, I didn't even realize it was that many injuries. Um, until you said something. Um, now, now all of these ain't season ending, some of correct. them day to day, you know what I mean? Things of that nature. But at the same time, I'm just talking about the quantity, not necessarily mm-hmm. severity. Yeah. Um, but can we talk? Can we talk about another Saints topic? I want your opinion on it. So, the Saints had John Gruden at practice again. John Gruden is currently suing the NFL. Mm-hmm. Smart, dumb, or it doesn't really matter to have a guy who is currently suing the NFL at your practice. Pittsburgh Steelers got one. That's true, but he didn't get fired. I know. The, yeah, I, I get did. what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, well, I, technically, I, I he did get fired for what he didn't do. So that well, he—that's what he's suing about. We yeah. know why John Gruden got fired. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, um, for me, him being there the first time, um, it brings up uh, something completely different. Uh, having him there, I, I, I it. Doesn't mean anything to me as far as on that note, uh, you know, saying being that he's suing NFL. Um, but it makes me wonder about something else. He was quote unquote there the first time to help install the offense. What does that say about Pete Carmichael? Hello. Hello. What does that say about Derek Carr coming in and not trusting, I guess? No, I ain't going to put that on Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Not trusting? I ain't putting uh, that on Carr. Okay. I get what you're saying, but I'm not putting that on Carr. Carr don't have that type of pool around here. Mm. You know what I mean? That's on Dennis Allen. Mm. Okay, so you saying Dennis, Dennis Allen? Dennis maybe, Allen maybe doesn't not. doesn't trust Pete Carmichael enough, and he and he's like, look, I can't hire John Gruden as my OC. So the best thing I could do is get him to come in and start some concepts and make you call what he would have. You know what I'm saying? His type of offense. Interesting, interesting. And uh, um, Brian Flores is DC of the Vikings now, by the way. Oh, okay. With the Vikings, okay, I didn't well. know that neither. I just looked it up. Oh, because okay. I hadn't heard his name in a while, and I just googled it. Yeah, and he's defensive coordinator of the Vikings. So interesting, but very interesting, very interesting. Um, but but the Saints have shown that they don't really care about optics, um, on a lot of things. Uh, the, the pursuit of Deshaun the, Watson should have told you that. That. The the Catholic Church New Orleans situation. Um I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, we'll talk off air about that. Gotcha. Um but yeah, it's a they just obviously don't care about PR and optics all the time. So it's just another example of that to me. Mm. 
man. Um, let me ask this. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame had their inductions um, yesterday. Uh, they act the actual game was what Thursday? Thursday, Thursday? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you even pay attention to the to that game anymore? No, I watched it, but I mean, it was it football. Like it was just on TV, really. Like I watched it because it was football. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really pay attention to who. I couldn't tell you right now who won the game or what the score was. I can tell you who won just simply because Dylan reminded me. He was like, "I'm going for the Jets," and I was like, mm, "I don't think they." Oh, win. they, yep, yep, they did ended up coming back to win. But I no, they lost. Go. They lost. Oh, just lost. They can't. They got the ball in. In, in didn't they fail? So they came back, but didn't end up winning. Mm-hmm. Came oh, back okay. and lost. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me double check that before I, you know. I thought they came back and won. So nah, how much Browns won. Browns won. <laughs> uh, but so uh, how much I paid attention. Um, I do know DTR had a pretty good game, and people were very yeah, he did. Him. He did. Um, but man, the actual Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, didn't watch that neither. I didn't watch their speeches. Uh, I'm gonna tell you the last time I, I was heard that Marcus speech, Ware had a good one though. I don't even know. I'm gonna tell you the last one I actually watched, like actually watched the speech and was glued was uh when Curtis Martin. Man, I can't tell you the last one I paid attention to. I I, I remember watching Curtis Martin's and that was 2012, bro. That's yeah, how long I, it couldn't, was. I couldn't tell you the last one I I actually just sat there and watched them speak. Um, but the actual inductees, uh, Rondé Barber, Don Coriel, uh, Chuck Hawley, Joe Klecko, Darrell Revis, Ken Riley, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, and Demarcus Ware. So uh, I do want to say shout out to uh, Mason Taylor's uncle and getting in. Zach Thomas. Yeah. Um as far as um uh, shout out to Demarcus Well from Troy, you know what I'm saying? Uh that's probably be the last time I say anything good about Troy. Um that was random. What because he went to Troy, Demarcus Well. Okay. Like shout out Joe Thomas from Wisconsin. Like no, just saying, I'm I'm listen, I'm representing for Alabama, man. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That's why. That's all. But, but you don't even like that school, though. I don't. I don't. But I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm shot at my man. Listen, I got, I got, you know, what I'm saying that's just like you. You may have a cousin or somebody you don't really like, but you ain't gonna let nobody mess with them. Yeah, I shout out my cousin when he went to Alabama, but not the school. Yeah, I mean, people make bad choices. Um, yeah, they do all the time. Speaking of bad choices, man, and we we can talk about this a yeah, lot. Yeah, bad more choice. Tomorrow. Andrew Luck. For the Hall of Fame next year. If I hear that one more time, people always what talk. What has he done? Nothing. But people saying that he's eligible next year. I don't care. He could be eligible whenever he want to be. That is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. If he's uh-huh. a Hall of Fame quarterback, then Cam Newton is the first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Facts. Um, Ken Riley. We'll talk about this a lot more. Um, NFL really screwed the pooch on that one. That man, I don't know where, the comp- where that came from. But it fit the conversation. Um, but Ken Riley should have been in years ago. And they waited till he was, yeah. he was yeah, deceased. That, 
Yeah, that was wild. They always do that though. But shout out them. I'm glad they uh put Coriel in there because that offense, the Air Coriel offense, was forever a game changer. Yeah. Um. Man, let's next talk. Year, uh, next year they got uh, Julius Peppers. Oh yeah. And uh Antonio Gates, who should both be uh in the Hall of Fame on their first batter, in my opinion. But. So the next year's class might be just as good as this year's class as far as star studiedness. Cause you know, this year you had Revis mm-hmm. and Ware. And even though he was an offensive lineman, I feel like Joe Thomas got a, oh, yeah. a lot of publicity this year. Because yeah. this was this was his Super Bowl. You know, he never had a, a real playoff opportunity. So this was his everything for his career, all in one. Right. Um man, can we talk a little boxing? I mean, if you call it boxing, yeah. Uh, Jake Paul beats Nick Diaz. I'm so sick of this dude, bro. That was my next question. Do you? I don't know. I I think I've asked this before. Do you respect him as a boxer? Yes, but I just wish he would actually fight boxers. I would respect him more. If he would actually fight boxers, not find the MMA dude who wants to pay that. If if I'm not mistaken, the one boxer he has fought, he lost. Yeah. That's true. And Fury. And Fury is, I don't know. He's his, not a great boxer, but he's a boxer. He's a boxer. Um, <laughs> Chris. What up, Chris? Chris laughing. If you said if you call it boxing. I mean, for real, though, man. That was at the choke holders and... Oh and yeah, yeah. Put them in the guillotine, man. That was yeah. And then, but my if you gonna if you gonna box an MMA dude, you better put him to sleep. Nick D. The one thing I knew about this, Nick Diaz has a chin. I knew yeah, he does. He does. I knew he would get. He could. He could. He could get beat up, but he wasn't gonna necessarily yeah. go down and stay down. Um, I think that one time he did get knocked down was more of a. Balance thing. That was a Tim Anderson type hit. No, Tim Anderson got KO'd. Hey, that boy hey, got the spaghetti legs after that. that he couldn't dude. Walk. But hey, did you see the did you see the fight on the undercard with uh H2O? Silver? Yes. Yes. Now that boy might be legit. Yes. Like, I, uh like, what what I ain't even check out the weight class. What weight class in? I think he won twenty five. Right now, okay. Who who is uh? That's not that's um, under Shador, ain't that, it? That's Shakur in one thirty five. So he okay, up in there yeah. with the uh, the boy from Japan. Um, oh, in O U or whatever. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, oh. Nick. If Nick in here, he can correct me if I'm wrong. But I ain't I'm seen. Pretty Nick sure, I'm pretty sure he in the one twenty five class. Yeah. But that boy got he quick with it too. Yeah, them that them body shots was lethal. Oh yeah, he dropped but he yeah, he dropped cuz with that body shot. Yes. I'm finna look it up real quick. Yeah, I'm looking now too. Yeah, that was a, that fight was uh Ashton Silva. Um Yeah, I don't even have it on here. He's 10 and over nine KOs. 
That boy, his hands, man. Uh, if I can find out what weight class he in, uh, yeah, me too, right? And he only 19. Bro, that's crazy. He's been fighting professionally since he was like 15, though. Oh no. Uh he that that fight last night was in a that was on the 135. Oh, he ain't ready. He not ready. Yeah, he he good, boy. Hey, he good. Yeah. Roll, my boy. You, you, you might can fight a Tia female Lopez type guy. You know what I mean? And no disrespect to Tia female, but you you're not ready for no Shakur. No, no tank. No. You, no, nah. No, no, no. Nah, my boy. Let me ask you this. This this uh, I guess you call my weekly or our weekly uh, Devin Haney slander. Um, could he take David Devin, Devin uh, Haney, or, or at least be competitive? Nah, I got I don't I haven't seen enough of him to say that. I've only seen him fight twice, and this was the first real test for him. Okay, but um, so I'm not gonna say he can't uh. I don't know, man. I don't think Devin Haney's gonna be at one thirty-five too much longer, though. No. I think he's going up a weight class. No, he, he, yeah, yeah. But he, um, yeah, well, actually, I know he is because he's finna fight uh the the boxer from New Orleans, Regis, um, at one forty. So. Excuse me. Bless me. Um, Chris asked the question. Let me answer. Yeah, let's go, let's go ahead because uh, that is Chris um, said, and what North Louisiana looking like for high school football? I uh, and then he asked about your son season on mm-hmm. uh, North Louisiana this year. Rustin gonna be a dog. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Rustin gonna be a dog. Um, the same school is pretty much gonna be good again, but Rustin is gonna be a dog. Yeah. Um, as far as my son, uh, they getting ready to kick off. They gonna do uh, they always do a midnight madness uh, practice. Um, so it would be my first time actually seeing what the team look like. Um, I know he ready. I think the offense gonna be um better. They the, the quarterback is uh he's a junior now. Somebody told me it was like your biggest jump is from like your mm-hmm. junior senior year. So I'm praying this quarterback, you know, saying his his strength and and you know, what I'm saying a little bit better in his progressions. Um. I hope the play calling is, and not just for my son, uh, but for the whole team. I hope the play calling is a little bit more um, creative. Um, when I'm in the stands and I can call the plays out, that's a problem because I don't go to practice. I don't go to his practices. Um, so, shoot, I'm a good example. I, I'm out there with Dylan. And we was with, you know, saying his flag football team last year, and they would go out there, and I wouldn't even know what the play would would be, because they may have the same formation, but they, you know, saying even in flag we was running different stuff. Well, my my, you know, saying my oldest, when you go out there, you line up, and I immediately know what your route is, or I immediately know what play is going to be run. You know, saying that's that's a a issue, and for them to uh, win as many games as they have. it's a testament to the talent that they have, uh, the resistance. I mean, the resilience of that team. Um, I, I don't know. They got a new defensive coordinator, so that's going to be my big worry is what they're going to do on defense. Uh, but, man, I'm just looking forward to high school football, period. 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I told That's I told good. you the other night by uh Lily by dealing them, they started hit. They were hitting hitting the other night. That was it's that time, man. It's that what? time. What I'm talking about. It was ooh. A time was had. All right, man. All right, man. We ain't did this in a minute. Let's go ahead and uh, let's do this. Just, just, just. Bro, to me, you was in the middle of talking. My bad. It's all good. All I was saying was just that time. Bad. <laughs> Boy, you pity. All right, man. Uh. I'll go first, man. Uh, I, I think yours is a little bit more serious, so I, I want to talk uh, real quick, man. Student athletes, man, come holler at me. Uh, student athletes, uh, y'all have this responsibility. You have a responsibility to be true to the game, uh, be open, be honest, uh, keep the uh, sanctity of the game. Uh, sports betting is starting to become a huge uh, deal in college sports. And uh, we've already seen uh, two programs, uh, two or three programs, um, have to make changes from uh, head coaches due to gambling and their involvement. Uh, now it's just come out. Iowa, Iowa State have uh, both had student athletes get caught up in sports gambling. It's easy to go out here and make a quick book, but what you have to do to do that, uh, the sacrifices you make, um, it's not worth it. You are seeing every day uh, NFL players getting suspended for a season, um, getting suspended for half a season, and it's it's – it's tainting um, their image. For you, a student athlete who hasn't made it yet, if this happens to you, this could be the end of your career. Um, it's not. It's not worth it. Um, you got plenty of opportunities, man. Make the right decision. Stay away from that. Um, let it go. Don't don't make a bet. Don't place a bet. Don't give anybody information. Stay away from it. There's a way to handle things and do things. I promise you, but that ain't it. That ain't a quick book you want. All right. That's a very good point, my boy. But uh, I want to bring up uh, what's the man's name? He's the owner of the uh, Orlando Magic. Bob DeVos. Bring yeah, come on down to the front front, my boy. Dan DeVos, I'm sorry, Dan DeVos. Uh the Orlando Magic have donated fifty thousand dollars to the campaign of Ron DeSantis. It's the third time they've actually donated to uh Ron DeSantis. Fourth time they donated to Ron DeSantis. Um what happened to keeping politics out of sports? I mean, we could talk about the fact that the Disney is the sponsor of the Orlando Magic and Disney and Ron DeSantis are big enemies. We could talk about the fact that 
Ron DeSantis is a Republican. I don't really care about that. You can make your jokes about, oh, look, the Orlando Magic or putting a whole bunch of money into a long shot prospect. I mean, they're, they're good at that. But my question is, what happened to keeping politics out of sports? Whenever it's people kneeling, whenever it's people saying things that one side doesn't like, all of a sudden they want politics out of sports. But whenever it's something that they agree on, they have no issue with it. If we're going to keep politics out of sports, we need to stop donating money to campaigns from sports franchises. Whatever you do with your personal money, I have nothing. I have no problem with. But whenever you're using money from a sports franchise, you are not keeping politics out of sports. You're, in fact, bringing politics into sports. So you can't say, say keep politics out of sports and then condone what the Orlando Magic are doing because you like the candidate. That's hypocrisy at the highest level. So if we're going to keep politics out of sports, we're going to keep it out of sports on all fronts, and that includes owners, that includes political donations, and that includes whatever you want to talk about or whatever you want to bring up at the time to deflect from the fact that the Orlando Magic are hypocrites and Dan DeVos is the biggest one of the bunch. Good job, man. I like that one. That was, that was interesting. interesting. Man, they done donated over $100,000 to, to Ron DeSantis in his time as a politician in the state of Florida. Yeah. Um, Who for thought? Yeah. Um, we'll talk later. Because I, I, it's it's... Like you said, just keep it out of sports. Um, and it's it's funny when it's convenient, though. But they uh, they good at giving a lot of money to uh, prospects who don't really have a good chance. Yeah. Mm. 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 Uh, man, what's coming up? Hey, we we missed it. We didn't do the show. Uh, Bud Crawford, Errol Spence. Yeah. We said it. I, I just want to say we said outcome. it. Wasn't surprised by the outcome. I was surprised at how it happened, though. He was he was more dominant than I thought he would. You know, I didn't think that Spence yeah. would get dominated like that. No need for a rematch, my boy. Not at all. No Not need. All. I, I do want to say, uh, Bud, who, who you want to who you want to see Bud fight next? You want you want me to be honest? I would love to see Bud go up and dominate another class. I want to see him take the a Roy Jones Jr. route. Charlo, brother? Bring it. I, I want think he, I think he, Charlo, brother. I think he can do it. I, I seriously think that that he, he has what it takes to do it. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, I was telling, because, you know, saying a lot of people was like, man, I, don't, I ain't never seen, I was telling, I was telling Rev. I was like, Bud different. Bud has, um, Bud, like we, we joked about how he showed up to the press conference. Bud came to the uh, to the uh, press conference like we think Chris dressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Polo style shirt buttoned up to the top with some jeans on. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you know what I'm saying some boots, cowboy boots, something like that. You know, he comes to like that's how he came to the press conference. He ain't flashy. His wife ain't no supermodel. She's a very Man, pretty the woman. The boy is from Nebraska. Yeah, he she's a pretty she's a pretty woman, but she, you know, since she thinks she got some size on her. And most a lot of boxers don't show up with 
with ladies, you know what I'm saying, who are, who are, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I say plus like plus size loosely, you know what I'm saying. I ain't saying she Lizzo or nothing like that, but you know what I'm saying. She thick, two C's, three C's. I ain't gonna lie, it's three C's. He different, bro. I don't really. I'm trying to see who who could it be. I mean, you got Charlo. I'm trying to who's. I mean, to be honest with you, who's left in his weight class now? There's. I don't his think his weight class now. He'll be he will really be fighting. Um Boots. he'll be st- who? Jane J- uh Jerron Ennis, Boots Ennis. But I don't think he I mean he's not ready though. It would be he I mean, nobody be, ready, but he would be you remember how people were pl- complain about um what's his name? Um Floyd Mayweather fighting people just just to fight him. That's what it would be if he stayed in that weight class. I opinion. think Boots the only one who would be a real contender. Boots like a top three contender mm-hmm. in that class. He's undefeated, thirty-one and zero, like twenty-six knockouts, twenty-eight knockouts. You know, something like that. Yeah. So I think that would be a well, real he contender. That would be a real contender down. for him. But that's the only other person. Not not any knockdown. He has finished. If I'm not mistaken, every welterweight he fought, he finished eleven in a row for sure. But, I mean, he, he could jump up. He could jump up to junior middleweight and fight a, a Jesus Ramos or somebody like that. Unless he want to go straight for Charlo, I don't think he go straight for Charlo yet. So uh, that's the next big one coming up, ain't it? Charlo and uh and Canola, Canola, Canela. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's the name. Well, if I don't know when that Regis uh, Devin Haney fight is, but that'll be a pretty significant one. It's for a belt, so yeah. I'm be honest, I lost my New Orleans kid, man. Yeah, I I lost a lot of respect for for Devin Haney, man. Honestly, they root against and root for the New Orleans. Oh, don't worry, I will. Um, And it's not so much of because you know, saying the judge who said he won is how he acted like. He wasn't, it's like he wasn't even uh, humble about the win. It was like, bro, you ain't even doing that. I mean, it was like, you got whooped the entire fight. Yeah. And I, I and the crazy thing about it, I wanted him to win. But, yeah. Anywho. Yeah, I agree. Boots needs a belt. Until he get it. But he can't get a belt because Crawford got him all. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna have to beat Crawford for one, unless, yeah. unless, unless somebody makes Crawford, unless one of them federations makes Crawford, you know, fight or give up your belt type, yeah. and then he gets it in the interim. I don't see him getting a belt. Hey, I do. Uh, shout out to Bud for uh, giving Air Spence his belts to take back home with him. So shout out to that. I mean, he was very, you know, what I'm saying classic because I know that was a lot. Yeah. Of- you know, sentence. Um, but yeah, hey man, let's go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, we'll be on. back on whatever day we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, uh, next Sunday we got the tomorrow with uh HBCU hour, and then again on Thursday we'll talk about something.
All right, like that, we out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.